0: You are listening to the Choose to Think Podcast, where we focus on taking thoughts captive, giving thanks in everything, and walking with a renewed mind. I'm Victoria D. Walker, your thought coach. Welcome to the show. Today's guest is Wendy Parmley, a health and wellness accountability coach. And she's going to invite us into her journey of both physical and emotional Quote, weight loss. Physically, she's lost around 100 pounds to date and has about that much more to go. She came to realize during her journey that it had more to do with falling in love with Christ than the numbers on the scales. Our topics today include food fixation, addiction and weight restriction, hypocrisy and self-lying, the dangers of justification and making excuses, the importance of inner dialogue, and hey, that's my jam, and the pitfalls from where Words such as can't and only. Plus, we talk about the role of the church with some of these issues. You can connect with her on her Facebook group called Goal Mountain Journey and on YouTube. She's also, she has a ropes challenge that you might consider joining. It's coming up here shortly. Be sure to share this link with a friend or family member who struggles with any type of food addiction and say, All the links are in the show notes below. Hey, and if you want to chat with Wendy, join the Fired Up Mind and Choose to Think podcast community on Facebook. She's right there. And speaking of, have you joined the free 15-day Fired Up Mind challenge that launches January 4th And when we go live on Facebook? We're going to stretch ourselves during seven live sessions. We'll talk brain-gut connection and the power of the word and our words and thoughts on You know, basically every obstacle we may face in this life. Come on and join me on that challenge. I would love to have you. Let's have fun and start 2021 on our very best footing and with a mind 100% renewed and say, I'm giving away a t-shirt and wristbands during every single live session. Plus I'll have a grand prize valued at 4.97 dollars for those of you who complete the challenge. Now there are more deeds to come, but make sure to save your seat now. Just go to victoriadwalker.com com slash challenge to sign up. That's victoriadwalker.com slash challenge. And say, could you do me a favor? Would you mind to write a review, rate, and subscribe to the Choose to Think podcast on Apple? Or you can subscribe on Spotify. That would really help me push forward on the charts. Let's get the good word out together. And I couldn't thank you enough. And without further ado, let's dive on into the show. I want you to meet Wendy. Welcome to the Choose to Think podcast, Wendy Parmley, and I'm going to just call you a health and wellness expert by experience. So we're so glad to have you on the show, Wendy.
1: I am so glad to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity to share my story. Um, Anybody that I can help by my mess um, is his message. So I'm so glad to be here.
0: Yes. Okay. And let's just jump right into your story. And you can start from the beginning and then fast forward to where you are right now, even.
1: Um, My story starts a long, long time ago. I have had... um... I have I've been heavy my whole life and so I've carried weight on me you know since I was young and so my journey starts way back then um but I I carried weight restriction and eating addiction throughout my entire life um and I would you know lose some weight and gain some weight and you know kind of tackle it from you know different aspects all throughout life like I um, around the time that my father passed away thirteen years ago, I um, lost a lot of weight, but did it completely wrong and did it to lose weight and focused on that because I wanted to do it for my dad before he passed away. And so um, I did it by starving myself basically, and um, lost a lot of weight, and then I gained it all back. And I just kind of did that yo-yo thing my whole life with my weight. Um, but fast forward to January of this year, God, literally hit me in the head with a two by four. There were so many things that led up to it that after I realized on Janu- in January um, where my path was headed, I look back in the last year and think, okay, God was preparing me in those moments. Like, um, But January 12th, I just decided I needed to tell myself some really hard truths. And when I started speaking truth to myself, that is when everything changed for me and my life literally did a tailspin in the right direction. Um, I, I was a hypocrite. Um, you know, I raised, I have five children, um, and a husband of 25 years and, um, I raised my children, um, in church to love Jesus, to make him their best friend. Um, I've been a Christian my whole life and, um, I was a hypocrite to my children. I would say things when I was raising my children, like you need to strive to be the best version of yourself. All the while I was carrying, you know, this burden of weight and I, um, I was a liar and I, I, really t- vowed myself a, an honest person and I always spoke truth but to myself I was lying I you know would try to convince myself that I was happy I would try to convince myself that there wasn't an issue just because I was you know I carried weight doesn't mean that I am you know I have any kind of restriction or I you know it wasn't a problem I didn't have a problem and I lied to myself a lot and um when I started realizing that my weight actually like, one of my favorite verses is psalms 86 11 now and it's teach me your way lord that i may rely on your faithfulness give me an undivided heart that i may fear you and your name and that when i read that verse in january i realized i had a divided heart at that moment and i couldn't be completely on god's path with the weight restriction and the eating addiction that I had. And that is when my story changed. And I started really focusing in and bringing Jesus along on my weight loss journey. And when I decided to bring him along with me, everything about weight loss and, you know, your focuses and everything change. Um, and that's when my, that's when it changed for me.
0: Wendy, can you unpack that a little bit? What does it mean, practically speaking, to bring Jesus along with you? Absolutely. So it, it, I mean, it sounds like you had an epiphany. Well, really, it was conviction.
1: A hundred percent. I had a in my yeah. whole life. And I will tell you, like, it's crazy because... In the past, I have, (laughs) I know it's going to sound crazy, but I have dreamt about and thought about if I could get a handle on my weight loss and I could figure out how to change my life and lose this weight, I could be used by God in a major way. I wasn't, I'm not talking about 20 pounds of weight. I started this journey January 12th at 401 pounds. And so, um, it was, I, I, I had, you know, 200 plus pounds to lose and was carrying 200 pounds of extra weight on me. And so when I say that I brought Jesus with me, what I mean by that is when a, a couple things, first of all, when you pray, you, you don't, I didn't ever think to ask God for his help in this area. So every morning I pray, Lord, please help me with my cravings and Lord, I want you to fill up my cup so that I don't feel like I need to fill up my cup with something like food. Um, And so I started really seeking him and his help because in in Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that all for me is battling this eating addiction and weight restriction. So I just started tapping into his power and I started allowing him to strengthen me and for him to allow me to have the power to overcome all of the things that happen in life that draw you to food. And I started drawing to him instead. And when I started focusing on loving God more and falling deeper in love with him, I started realizing how much I didn't love myself if that makes sense. So one of the big things that I do is I resort back to 1 Corinthians 13 a lot. And I ask myself at the end of every day, how did I love myself today? And how did I love God today? And I mean, do we ever really think about loving God in for, in 1 Corinthians? When you think of lo- uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, you think of loving other people, right? It's a love it's the verse that's used in marriage and it's the, yeah, in weddings and all of that stuff. It's a, it's a love that you give to your spouse and to your children and to other people. But I, the m- deeper I fall in love with myself and the deeper I fall in love with God, the more I love other people. And the more I pour into other people, I, wa I live this life with a half empty cup. Um, I, I realize that now, um, because I never took time for myself to fill up my cup before I poured it out onto other people. For 25 years, I poured my life into my children. I raised my children, my five children, and I poured myself into my marriage, into my children, to my church, and to my work. But at the end of the day, I only had a half cup to pour out onto them but the more i focus on myself and the more i focus on god's love and the more that i focus on battling my addiction and my weight restriction the fuller my cup gets and when it overflows i can pour so much more out onto other people and so i i want to i want every single woman and every single person To know that, because it's not selfish to give yourself attention and to focus on yourself. Because when you give yourself a little bit of attention and you give God the attention that he deserves, your cup fills to a point where you find love and compassion and desire to help other people in a way that you can never, ever imagine. That is where I'm at in this journey.
0: Amen. And what I heard you say, Wendy, also is this very critical point. And I don't want us to miss that this. It it has a lot to do with my ministry and taking thoughts captive. Your change really after the conviction came, you began to say things to yourself differently and i think you said as i'm jotting down notes you said i ask god for his help with my cravings and you want god i want god to fill my cup and you began With your words, with your thoughts, you steered them in an entirely new direction. And can you talk more about that process of that dialogue, maybe that you were having on January 11th and all these years before, and how that changed to a new dialogue where you have new thoughts based on God's truths and? those new thoughts lead you in a healthy and wholesome direction that God would have you, you know, on the path that he would have you on.
1: I think the biggest challenge for people who are dealing with eating addiction or weight restriction, and when I say weight restriction, I don't mean just a physical one. I had physical weight restriction. I mean, there were I mean, I struggled reaching things in the shower. I struggled to go places because I wouldn't fit in chairs when I would go to, you know, I wouldn't sign up to go to concerts because I was afraid I wouldn't fit in the chairs. I didn't sit in plastic chairs outside at picnics because I was afraid they wouldn't hold me up. I mean, I, I was, I didn't go to a missions trip because I was afraid I wouldn't fit on the airplane and I couldn't take the walk up the hill that, um, we had to walk up every day. So I declined to going on a missions trip. So I had a physical weight restriction, right? So I, that is a real thing when you carry a lot of extra weight. But I think women who even just carry a little extra weight on them can deal with weight restriction in a way that is a mental and emotional thing. Because if they're not happy with the image that they look at in the mirror or they are not confident in themselves, I think they're held back to what God created them to be with that kind of uh, weight restriction. So when I say that, but when I dealt with my eating Addiction and my weight, it had, I really did not, it had nothing to do with what I was going to eat or how much exercise I was going to do. All of that came along with it. When I started speaking to myself in a different way and I started not saying the word only. (laughs) Like when I would go through the journey, I, there's several words that when women say them to me, I'm like, wait a second, don't say the word only. I only lost a half a pound. I only walked a half a mile. I only did 10 minutes of exercise. That word only is such a buzzkill. It is literally just a, um, it's a killer of joy. And you can't get excited for the steps that you're taking in the right direction when you're using that word only. So I do not use the word only. Um, And the word can't is not in my vocabulary. Um, I I will not say the word can't. I... um, I can't find 15 minutes a day to spend with Jesus. Um, I don't have, you know, a half an hour to exercise. I can't meal prep because I don't have the time. Um, I financially can't afford to eat healthy. Like there's so many words that we say that basically that word to me tries to make us the victim in our circumstance. And, For me, 99% of the time that women or men or whoever, I say women a lot because that's where mostly my ministry is kind of focused towards. But um, I think that when we say the word can't, 99% of the time, you can actually replace that word with won't because it's a choice, right? And so um, when I changed that mindset and every time I said the word can't, I said, I won't it makes me responsible. So when I started taking responsibility from where I was at, it allowed me to start getting to where I want to be. And that was a huge breakthrough for me. Um God really kind of convicted me in in that in that it was my choice that got me where I'm at and if I allow him to guide me, um, you know, Jeremiah 29, says for, I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you and plans, plans to give you hope and a future. And, you know, if, if you decide to take my hand and allow me to guide you where I want you to go, then, you know, that's where everything changed for me. When I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to listen to what you have to tell me. And, um, when I made that, decision to take responsibility and to allow Jesus to get me to the next level, everything in my life changed.
0: And this is wonderful. And I have to thank you so much for being transparent and for sharing those details of your life when you were at that weight. These are things that Maybe don't occur to other people that you have going on in your mind, like maybe this chair won't support me, those types of things that, you know, we others don't think about, but you have so kindly shared and opened up and been vulnerable in that way and I I really appreciate that and I also love your these concrete examples of words that you have identified like only in can't and you you you're like nope I've got a new word there in other words you're not going to engage in a thought that we might call toxic mm-hmm. that would take you in the wrong direction instead you have replaced it with a thought that brings life and hope and a new direction that is lined up with God's path i want to talk about and kind of drive this point home just a little a little harder and is is like identity i think this is where i was going with my with the question a, a moment ago the how did you i Identify yourself, your identity before this catharsis or this change versus your identity now did you like before did were did you have thoughts like you know I'm I'm not enough or I know that you said you oh you oh kind girl. Of, well, <laughs> well or that you discounted no, yes the, like, sin, the sin aspect you 100 you you justified the sin so can we actually say that that And I don't know, this, this may be a, no, uh, eating
1: addiction and weight restriction is sin Uh, without a doubt. Okay, And that is absolutely one of the hard truths that I had to tell myself, like, it is not something that is, is going to be well, um, received because it is a hard thing to accept, but yes. Uh, now there are, you know, there are different types of, it's an addiction. And anything that you are addicted to, um, is going to separate you from God. Like if, if, you know, but when we think about addiction, we think of drugs and alcohol and sex and, you know, pornography and all of the bad things, um, that you deal with, but eating addiction is absolutely an addiction. It's real and it can separate you. Um, I think one of the things that when, I mean, and all of my weight restrictions and all of those things, those are things that, you know, um, I had to be honest with myself. I mean, one of the very last things that happened to me before January, and I just started tackling um, my issues, I volunteered for a group called Mops, and it's mothers of preschoolers. And we did a panel where we got in front, and they asked us all kinds of questions. The mother, young mothers asked us all kinds of questions, and they had stools in the front of the um, auditorium, and. I was trying to get onto this stool and I was too large to, I couldn't get on it. And I almost fell. I kind of laughed about it and blew it off. And I stood where all the other moms or all of the other mentor moms were sitting on these stools. So through the hour of um, interrogating us, I was standing by the stool. And when I went home, I literally broke. And those are things that I kept in private. Even my husband didn't know that that was an issue. Um, I kept that as private, you know, private hardship. And as far as I'm concerned, it's kind of like your relationship with the Lord is a house. And I always had one room that was just mine. And I didn't let God there. Um, I didn't bring him in. I didn't want anybody else in that room. That was my room. And I, you know, I kept that um, and and said, God, you, you aren't allowed in this room. Um, I'm not willing to give this to you. Um, but I think that is where sin comes in. It is a sin to not give God your entire life. It takes you away from being able to walk on God's path completely. I was walking on God's path, I thought, for years. Like I loved God. He was my best friend. But I walked on the the side of the road in the gravel where it was bumpy or i i walk on broken sidewalks next to the path that i was supposed to be in on with him but until i fully gave it all to god and i actually started walking on his path that's when my entire life changed
0: how can the church help individuals who are struggling with food addictions or food fixations
1: I mean I think that churches um I, I don't think that it's addressed enough to be honest. Um I mean I've been in church my entire life and although I've heard it talked about a little bit, it is not something that is talked about enough because it does impact your Christian walk and your life in general, um, when you carry around weight restriction or eating addiction. And I think that the church could incorporate, like bring, bring people in to talk about it and allow the church to, because I think that there are a lot of women in the church, if they felt a safe place to go where they could talk to like-minded women that deal with the same kind of thing, it's just like what they offer for AAA and, you know, all of the other addictions that, that they address, they, you know, they have counseling and, and I'm sure that they do somewhere have something like that, but if they had an environment where they could go and get together, and that's kind of where I and started to head down like i started a facebook page because i want women to come together and and deal with the struggles that they face and you know where life takes them and how that plays into their you know eating and their cravings and falling off the wagon and all of those things that happen when life hits and um i think if they had a different if they had a place to go or someone to talk to and they had maybe meetings or groups or, or just even a speaker come in um, to talk about it more. I think that you'd have a lot more women who were willing to admit and be honest with themselves about the issues and problems.
0: Very good. And also when I think about like church meetings and gatherings, and although the issue isn't about food, we know that food is just the object of, of the affection, but could the church also provide healthy alternatives instead of, you know, mountains of donuts or <laughs> um you know what i'm saying just something yeah. just to make that shift to be to have this holistic approach about our our health our spiritual I mean i emotional. think god cares
1: about what we eat and what we put in our body. I mean we're not his and you know we are his temple. And I believe that it's not just what we feed ourselves through our ears and through our eyes, but also through our mouths. Um, and I'm really learning that on this journey. And, you know, when I eat, I eat, I, I ask myself, is this good fuel or bad gas? Like, am I filling my temple with good fuel or am I putting bad gas in it? Um, and because, we are his temple. We are his car. We are his, whatever you want to say. Um, that's what we're called to do. We are his. And so I'm, I'm changing the way that I think about food. I live, I eat to live and I don't just live to eat. And I think that's a huge thing. And I, so I think that, yeah, I think alternatives, um, in the church would be great. I, I don't know that that will, I mean, that's, that's hard because when you, I mean, you do a church carry in, how many dishes do you actually get that are healthy? Um, It's just, unfortunately, what we do when we, you know, come together with, you know, bringing food into church, um, we make all of the um, comfort foods, you know, and those comfort foods, are a real problem for people who have a problem with eating addiction.
0: Right. I want to go back Wendy to identity because I this is such an important topic to me and I'm wondering if you can compare or contrast anything that you any any sentences, any affirmations, true or false that you were telling yourself before the conviction came in your life and changes occurred. And then after I mentioned the one like, you know, and, and you've you've alluded to it. Like I can't, I I I can't do this. Versus yes, okay, I won't, or I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Something along those lines. How has your actual identity in Christ changed, and your relationship with Christ? How has that changed?
1: Um. I am way more powerful and I am way more bold and I have gotten rid of being timid. And, you know, Second Timothy says for the spirit of God gave uh, gives uh, it does not um, make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. And that is one of the verses that I go to a lot because self-discipline is huge. Um, I read a quote one time that really um, sticks out in my head, and I say all the time is just self-discipline is not. It's it's basically just a choice of what you want now or what you want more. And so I realize what I want more, um, and so what I want now means nothing. It doesn't matter to me. Um, And so it really is it. When you figure out how to fall in love with God more, and he's the reason that you are motivated, you're not motivated by food or your next meal, or you're not motivated by sitting on the couch and watching television. You're actually motivated by what God wants for you in your life. You have so you have power beyond measure when that happens. And so that's the difference from me then. And the difference from me now. Um,
0: Did you say things before to yourself, like I'm fat or I hate myself or um, I'll never um, match anything.
1: I battle with voices in my head constantly. Like, and I think I will battle with them for the rest of my life because let's get real. God, Satan does not want us to walk on the path God created for us, Mm -hmm. because then our lives can be used to destroy him. And so he is going to speak lies into your head and fill yourself with that self-doubt if you allow it. And I allowed those voices in my head a lot, like voices that would, you know, tell me that it was okay to buy a candy bar at a convenience store because I had a rough day and I, you know, whatever those reasons are and, you know, the excuses, oh my goodness, excuses are, (laughs) you want to talk about a killer of joy and there isn't an excuse out there that I haven't used in my lifetime. Um, and so excuses are such a killer. And those are the things that you hear in your head a lot, um, excuses, why not to do it? Um. But yes, you hear, I mean, I hear, I, I hear those voices even still that I'm not worthy of this, that I'm not, that I'm not strong enough, that I can't beat this. This is, you know, too big it's too big. I'm not, I'm not worthy. I'm, you know, it's too hard um, all the time. But when you start drawing into the power God gives you, the voices are quieter and God's voice is louder. And so those voices get drowned out by the truths God has for us. When we spend time with him and fill our cup with him and his promises and his strength, those voices become just a dull whisper. Um, And you are powerful enough to stand up to them and say, no, there are times that I probably would be considered a crazy person because I will hear a voice and right immediately say out loud, shut up you're a liar. Like, (laughs) yes, I can do this. You know, I mean, and I started calling out those lies when I hear them. And I just pray in the morning, Lord, reveal these, reveal the lies to me when they come, you know, just let me be discerning for what is truth and what is a lie. And, you know, when you start tapping into that, and you can start battling those voices in your head, um, that's when you become your own hero. And that's, I ask myself that a lot. Do I want to be the hero in my story or do I want to be the villain in my story? Because we're writing our own story. We have that free will and we can write out our own story. And so I encourage everybody to be their own hero.
0: I love this. And what you described on rebuking the enemy, reminds me of in my ministry, I have this little line of delete and paste. So when I have those those thoughts, when they erupt <laughs> or those lies, and you know, it can be my own flesh is telling me the lie. It can be the enemy of my soul, Satan telling me the lie. It can also be some lie that you know That I believe this kind of worldly or maybe something, you know, things, well, we'll always have these kind of potlucks at the church, those sorts of things, even yep. just that are external, just worldly influences, those kind of things can come at us. And I'm like, Nope, I'm going to delete that, which is like taking the thought captive. But then I'm going to paste in God's truth. So I delete and yes. paste, delete and paste, and I do that a lot yep. um, every day. You're right. I think it's a lifelong battle. We it, it, we're never really off the hook on that because we're we're human and we are in a battle, and the battle often is in our minds. For so. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yep. So justification me- and justification and um, excuses. Listen, people that have weight restriction and eating addiction, we are we are the best at making excuses and finding you know ways. To- around what we want to do versus what we should do. We're really good at it. So um, those are things that you have to call yourself out on, on on a daily basis sometimes, um, depending on where your life is and, you know, where you're at. Um, It definitely is something that you have to, you have to fight. It's a battle.
0: I love the community that you have built in Facebook in your Facebook group. And it's your group is called Goal Mountains Journey. And I will put the link in the show notes. And, but could you talk a little bit about the importance of this particular group? You alluded to it a minute ago, just the connection and we need a safe place, Uh but how has that group grown and surprised you? And what do you do (laughs) in that group? So Coal Mountain Journey, this
1: whole thing was just God. So I got into a community. Um, pretty early on, on my journey. And, um, I was very discouraged because in this community, there were a lot of women that posted on it, but none that had the mountain to climb that I did. And I, at that moment, it, God spoke to me and said, listen, you can do two things. You can either just get out of the community because it's discouraging or guess what you could do? Maybe you could encourage some women. And so I was like, I was hesitant. I was like, I weigh 400 pounds. Like what? Um, but I listened and I just, I, po- I posted something in the community page. It was just a workout that I was doing or something. And I thought there has to be women on here that have the mountain to climb that I do in my journey. And if I can encourage any other women that if I can do this, they can, I will put myself out there. So I just started putting myself out there and immediately I got hundreds of women reaching out to me and I was overwhelmed to be, to be honest. And so I was like, oh my goodness, like this is incredible. And so I decided... Um, Because there were pretty, there were restrictions and stuff on the other community that I was posting on of what you could post and links you could post and that kind of stuff. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start Goal Mountain Journey. And for every woman that reaches out to me, I'm going to invite them to my Facebook page and I'm just going to encourage them. And I'm going to post things that were my struggles and what I struggled with and what I had victories in. And I'm going to share my story. And, um, it has been an oh, I just started doing this a month ago., <laughs> uh, I created Go Mountain Journey and started talking to some women. And I, in that, I've actually brought on some women who are, um, paying me to be an accountability coach for them and people who have reached out to me and said, Hey, would you be willing to do this? And I was so overwhelmed by it because I'm still on my journey. Um, but if God can take my mess and make it his message, who am I to stop that? So I started posting on Mondays. I do Lyric Monday because music is a way to my soul. I absolutely love music when I'm taking my walks or I'm, you know, working out and stuff. I listen to music. And so I share lyrics on Monday of songs that have impacted me on my journey. On Wednesday, I share quote Wednesday, um, a quote that if, you know, I come across or in a book that I read or whatever, um, I'll post quote Wednesday. On Fridays, I post Faith Friday, and uh, that is where I share my story of how Jesus is changing me from the inside out. Because although I have had physical change by losing 91 pounds, the inside, my heart and my head change is way bigger than any change on the outside. And so on Fridays, I share my heart and my head changes um, with my faith and how God has really impacted me on this journey. And then on Sundays, I meal prep and I do meal prep uh, Sundays and I share recipes and I share share little things about meal prepping that has helped me along the way because I've been doing it for so long that I've learned, you know, some techniques that make it faster and that kind of stuff. So I share tips and stuff on Sundays for meal prep. And um, yeah, so that's my page.
0: Well, I, I, I so admire your courage and your bravery, Wendy, to step out there on that first group and say, look, um, let me encourage, let me switch this because I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm in some groups and I'm just like, oh, I feel it. it's not uplifting to me, but it's supposed to be uplifting, right. but it's really not. And yeah. I don't know whether I'm doing compar- I, you know, I have no idea, but I haven't really thought too much about it. But I think what you did was you flipped it on its head and that, you know, no fear that you were talking about from that scripture verse power and a sound mind and um, nothing, no timidity there. You stepped out and you, you took a chance and you just said, you know what, maybe there's somebody else like me that I could encourage. So, well,
1: and what blew my mind when I did that because the community is a great community um, that I share. I still share in that one. Um, but it was just, you know, it, it's kind of like when you have a, a, a coach that weighs 120 pounds that tells you you can do it and you are 400 pounds, you look at them like, you have no idea what it's like. Um, but when they see somebody who is, uh, there was one other person on the entire community throughout this entire year that weighed more than I did, that posted. So like I was the heaviest woman on there that was posting. But what blew my mind out of the water is that people were messaging me that only had 20 or 30 pounds to lose that reached out to me and said, I would love to be encouraged by you. And I was like, what? You are like my goal weight. (laughs) and But it was unbelievable because that's when I realized that weight restriction and eating addiction affects everybody. It isn't just someone who's 200 pounds overweight and visibly someone who struggles with weight. You can look at some people and say, oh my, they really struggle. But there are people that do not struggle at all that you you look at and think they don't struggle, but they literally inside of them are battling with weight restriction. And so, I mean, some of the women that I've been coaching are nowhere. They, they only have, I have one lady that only has 30 pounds to lose, but she wants to be encouraged and God can use anyone in any situation whenever he wants to. It doesn't matter what your story is. It matters the story that God wants to tell through you. And so that's where I'm really learning that I can't, believe the lies that I'm not qualified or, you know, that I'm not worthy of this because it isn't me. It is God's story being told through me. And so that's make that's made all the difference.
0: Thank you so much for for sharing your your message is not like you said, not really for that individual who's necessarily Overweight, or with a food fixation or addiction, or with restrictions, the message rings true for basically anyone struggling. Who is maybe choosing something besides God on the front of their heart? Yeah, and everybody's we, goal
1: mountain is different. I think. Wow, um, yeah. that's why I named it Goal Mountain Journey is because everybody's journey is different, and we all are. But we're all climbing that goal mountain. The goal mountain should be to be the best version of yourself and the one that God created you to be. And anything that was restricts you from being that person, you need to deal with. Um and it's it, everybody's climbing their own journey. That's for sure. Right.
0: It's, it's basically it's idolatry. And, yep. Yep. Um, and and we all, I'm sure that, I mean, we all have struggled with that in some way or another, uh, you know, we all have those idolatrous tendencies and some from hidden sin, some from visible sin. And so we, we all know exactly the song that you're singing here. We're, we're very familiar with that, I think, but applauding you for your courage and your boldness to step out and and giving you know gratitude and thanks to the Lord for equipping you and for encouraging your heart to take the step up that up that mountain. And I want to continue to follow your journey as well. And perhaps the listener today could end just by Reflecting over what what you 've shared today, and then asking them you know and examining their hearts to see if there 's any offensive way in them and any any, um, maybe if any conviction would come to mind that the Holy Spirit could help them through with that. I think that's what I'm going to do. Spend a little bit of time personally saying, Lord, you know, shine the light there. Do I have any room of my house that is just mine? And I don't want you to be a part of that or involved in that, in that particular room.
1: The end is just, I would encourage everyone to really focus on falling deeper in love with Jesus Um, post first Corinthians four eight and challenge yourself every night. How, how did I, how well did I love God today? How well did I love myself today? Um, Because those, that has been such an impact for me. Um, And that's just fall deeper in love with Jesus and build that relationship. And he will expose anything that is in the way of, you know, getting to be the best version of yourself.
0: I hope that you enjoyed my chat with Wendy just as much as I did. Please check out all of her links. They're in the show notes as well as on my website at victoriadwalker.com. And now let's pray. Father, we know in the deepest part of who we are that you are all we ever need. Help us to be satisfied in you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. I'll catch you same time, same place next week. And until then, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.